Are you looking for that one simple, easy clinical test that's going to give you a concrete diagnosis and tell you exactly then what you need to be doing with your treatment and management? Well, the evidence is in. It's probably not going to happen. Hi, my name's Alex Murray. Welcome back to another research review where this week I'm going to be looking at a couple of papers uh, on the same topic of orthopedic special tests and whether they should be a hallmark or a major component of our uh, clinical examination. So these are some papers done by Chad Cook and Eric uh, Hegedus. Um, unclear on how to pronounce his last name. But what they're sort of covering in a lot of these papers is this overemphasis on special tests and orthopedic special tests being things like uh, an anterior posterior draw test, uh, Mulder's click, uh, McMurray's meniscal testing for the knee. Um, so there's a number of these tests which have been more popularized, um, more in the physio space, um, but carry a lot of parallels to uh, imaging or laboratory tests. And the main uh, conclusion of these papers is that we're looking for simplistic answers, really sort of easy um, answers to what are often very complicated, uh, multi-layered, multifactorial problems. And by sort of taking this color picture of, of our patients, we're put, putting it in black and white and making decisions based on, you know, often these very simple tests uh, that aren't really that accurate and aren't really that helpful for the patient. So let's let's take let's take a bit of a dive in. So we've talked about what a what a, uh, a special test is, but what what why are we relying on this so much? Why is this developed, and what is the problem with these tests? Well, number one. Um, especially in a narrative review paper by Chad Cook, he highlights that we're seeing both anecdotally in the research a loss of clinical examination skills amongst mainly doctors, but it does hold true uh, amongst a lot of other, other um, types of professionals as well, notably the closest profession is physiotherapy um, that has actually had these studies done. And the clinical examination is not just uh, the actual physical examination of the person. It is taking a history. It is working through those layers of complexity with that person, matching it to that clinical exam. And they're saying we're just losing those skills. And with this rise of um, this idea of evidence-based medicine, so this, this paradigm that we've got to be right, correct all the time, combined with a huge amount of technology and access to information, that it's sort of formed and coalesced into this idea that we should be uh, identifying the right diagnosis all the time and we should be using all of this technology and, or, or our clinical expertise to do that from day dot. And so in the uh, when we have these clinical tests that we can do, like the Moulders Click or like we said, the AP Draw, or really probably the a really good one when we're thinking about podiatry specific is these biomechanical um, examinations. Um, it's really tempting to use them as a sole determinant of um, where we should be going with treatment. So the classic example is, oh, I did a, a Mulder's Click examination and therefore it must be a neuroma. But there's so many other structures in the area that could also be uh, a part of that diagnosis that we might miss. 
Um, but this reliance on this one sort of test to tell us the exact diagnosis and we go, yep, it's positive, that's what we, where we need to go. That's what they're highlighting is, is incorrect. And what we should be doing is using these tests in conjunction with the history to tell us more about the patient. But that's the, the skill that we're losing. So this really sort of flows on nicely from the chat that I had in our last week's research review with Adam and Ben, where they're highlighting that context and probability are the two big things when we're thinking about evidence. Because what Cook and Eric's work is highlighting is that really we're having to contextualize this clinical examination test, all of these things that we do, it always has to be in conjunction with what we know with history, what we're seeing in our general uh, physical examination. They all have to coalesce together and provide a um, understanding of what that patient might have. It's not just a simple case of, well, this test said this, or this person has flat feet. And this flows nicely with what we're seeing with imaging, what we're seeing with laboratory tests, so blood tests and things is that there is nothing that's going to always tell us with a significant amount of accuracy exactly what's going on. Uh, so a big part of that is going to be when we look at the sensitivity and specificity of these clinical tests. And this is probably the key step that we miss, is that we're, we're looking and we've got this idea and this culture of looking for the right answer or getting the right answer and having these tests that uh, theoretically um, tell us with a high level of confidence what's going on. So a classic sort of case is, oh, I heard a click. It must be that Mulder's click, yep, neuroma, so we're going to start treatment specifically for a neuroma. When we look at the Mulder's click, though, sensitivity and specificity are both low at only about 60 62% each. This means that there's a lot of false positives and a lot of false negatives. So relying on this test is quite poor. What um, Chad Cook specifically looks at with out of all of the hundreds of tests that they look at through the, the review they did in their textbook, they really highlighted there was only about four tests that had high sensitivity and high specificity, meaning that they were actually, when, when they were there, when they were present, it told us that, the, uh, that it was likely that that pathology was present um, or highly likely that pathology was present. And when it wasn't there, it's highly likely that the pathology wasn't there where when we look at a lot of what they found is the sort of the trend with a lot of these clinical tests is they had high sensitivity, but low specificity. So as a quick recap, um, sensitivity um, is comparing the true positives versus false negatives, and, and specificity is, is comparing true negatives to false positives. So if you're having a high sensitivity, it means that there is a lot of true positives and not a lot of false negatives. And that's uh, important because a lot of clinical tests as I identified had high sensitivity. So when a condition is there, the test is, most, is going to most of the time uh, be positive. The issue that we run into is, and there's not a lot of likely to be a lot of false negatives. So it's always gonna tell us when the pathology is there. The issue we often run into is that a lot of tests uh, lack specificity meaning that um, the comparison between true negatives and false positives means that it's more likely that there's going to be a series of false positives that also come up. So we have these tests that um, just work, will just seem to throw out lots of positives. And it's not really, we don't really have a good ability to tell with just this one test whether that 
is due to the pathology actually being present or whether with our modern understanding of, of pain, whether that we're dealing with a highly sensitized area of the body because of an injury and that while a pathology might be present, the test might uh, produce uh, pain if that's the main outcome. Or if we think about uh, the, the forefoot molders click examination is a good one, is that we might still hear a click or have a um, result from that simply because a lot of other structures, we're thinking bursa, we're thinking uh, the joint synovium might be inflamed and therefore taking up space in the capsule that still allows for some reason or another in the anatomy to produce a click. So that leads to the sort of the final sort of point that I thought was quite interesting with their work is that they're talking about, it's not just the, the clinical test itself and this looking for a simple answer. It's the issue that a lot of these tests and the way that we run our clinical examination is done in a way where those tests are done right at the end or just before we begin management. And so there is also a recency effect that we've recently done this test, we've recently gotten this positive result then um, we're immediately moving into management. And having recently done that test means that it will be more prominent in our mind, that it will be potentially more determinant of, of what we're going to choose because we've just gone, oh yeah, I've just done this test and it tells me this. And so we've got to be aware that when we're doing uh, or designing any of our managements, when we're managing our patients, that there is really, at the end of the day, no simple answer. We're seeing it across imaging, we're seeing it with clinical tests, we're seeing it with biomechanics, we're seeing it with everything. Context is the key and probability is the key. And that is actually baked into the science itself. There aren't any simple answers. And really what we're trying to do is bring everything together and say, what is the most likely thing happening across all of our, um, all the information we have available? And that we have to also be uh, developing the skills in our clinical examination, communication, um, our general physical examination, working with people to get the most information, not just relying on one specific way of obtaining it.